Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. by a dog with a, just a sloppy kiss. Anybody ever been kissed like that by a dog? Yeah, not willfully, Clayton says. That song, I don't know if you've ever heard the translation of that song. It says, you know, heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. But there's a translation of that song that says, heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And every time we sing that, if it's saying unforeseen kiss, if Reagan and Jeremy are anywhere near each other, you, I don't know if you noticed, but she looked at her dad and kind of smiled and almost chuckled while she was singing because he just loves that image of a sloppy wet kiss because you can't forget that. When a dog licks you in the face, a sloppy wet kiss, you don't forget that. And that's kind of what that image is of heaven. When heaven meets earth, when heaven comes to us, it's that sloppy wet kiss that we just, you can't get off of you, it's all over you. And that's what heaven does, it's awesome. So that's a side note for you this morning, but. Let's pray for a second. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I, uh, it is a privilege to stand here and to share your word this morning. And I pray that those that are in here and those that maybe are listening, God, that their hearts would be open to receive a message from you this morning. God, may we be challenged in the things that we hear and may we live out um, beyond these walls what we are learning. And may you just bless what happens and bless the words from my mouth this morning. In your name, amen. This morning, I want you to take a minute, and we're going to turn to your neighbor again. I want you to tell your neighbor something that happened to you in 2019. It can be something good. It can be something bad. It can be something maybe that God called you to do. So take just a few minutes and turn right now to people around you and share with them what's something that God did or something that happened in your life this year. a few things. Um, I'm going to sh- give you just a, a picture of, of a year in the life of the Selvages in 2019. In January, I started my final year of college for my bachelor's degree in theology. In February, Reagan turned 18 and became an adult. In March, we spent spring break in Florida and we took my mom with us. It was a trip that my dad had promised my mom he would do, but he passed away in 2018 and never got to take her to Florida. So we took mom to Florida with us for spring break. In June, Reagan graduated from high school. In July, this church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee called and asked if we would consider interviewing. In August, we moved Reagan to college and we interviewed at that church called Real Life. 
In September, Jace was named captain of his cross-country team and he got his driver's license. We've prayed a lot this year. In October, we accepted a job in Tennessee, sold our home and moved out of it. In November, we partied with 22 of Ryland's friends for his birthday and a farewell. We stayed with several different friends in Michigan for a few weeks. We moved to Tennessee, we started a new job and we lived in a hotel. In December, we still lived in that hotel. The boys started new schools. We finally moved into a new home and I completed college. <laughs> it's been a busy year. There have been some really great moments in this year, and there have been some moments where I'm like, God, what are you doing? What is going on in our life? What is going on in my life? How am I gonna make it through this class? I am done with college. Please let me be done with college. Just moments of, of I just am like, I'm done. I'm worn out, I'm tired. And then there's other moments of amazing joy and excitement. And there's moments of grieving. For us, I don't know, um, if you've ever moved, you understand leaving a place and grieving it. And so when we left our church of 12 years, we grieved leaving the people that were there. So it's, it's interesting, you know, you've been in a season of being without a pastor. And so for a pastor to come in, you're like this, come on in. And you've been so welcoming to us. And we have so loved that. And yet when you come into a new place as a new pastor and a new pastor's family, you grieve what you've left behind too. Because it was good things and good people. And so it's been a year of joy and a year of grief. But it's all good. There are moments to celebrate and moments to grieve, moments to you know, process the things that are happening. This morning we're going to read from Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. So if you'll open your Bibles with me or you can just look at the screen. Grab your Bible, grab your neighbor's Bible, look over their shoulder if you want to. It says this, Isaiah 2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, like the warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army at Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, a son is given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. And we all say, thank you, Jesus. So at some point in each of our lives, I don't know, how many of you, some of you might, this might be a daily activity for you. How many of you get up and are at sunrise every day? Raise your hand. I want to be you. <laughs> But at some point in our lives, we have the experience to witness a sunrise. 
And it is a beautiful thing. One of the most beautiful sunrises I ever witnessed was in the Bahamas. We took a group of teens on a missions trip. I know that sounds like a rough missions trip, right? Um, but we took a group of teens to, to the Bahamas and we were, um, it was early one morning and we decided that you could, they had, we had access to the roof of the hotel. So we decided that morning we were gonna go up and watch the sunrise together. So there was a group of us that went up early. I was impressed with this group of teenagers that rolled themselves out of bed that early in the morning. Cause let's be real, that doesn't happen very often. So we, we all hauled ourselves out, and I have pictures of it still, of the whole group standing up there watching the most magnificent sunrise as we just stood there together, praising God for what he had done on our trip as we stood on the roof of this, this hotel um, and recalled the things that had happened that week. But a sunrise is great, because a sunrise, you know what it means? It means a, a new day. It means breath in our lungs for one more day. It means another opportunity. I don't know if, if you look at a sunrise as that, some days we might not feel like it's an opportunity. But some days, and, and that's the thing, we wake up and we have a chance for that day to be an opportunity. In verse two, it says, a light has dawned. Um, I like to sleep when it's dark. I like, I, a lot of times I'll sleep with an eye mask over my eyes because when I go to sleep, I have to like shut everything out because I have a hard time shutting things off sometimes. I'll lay there and I'm processing things in my head and I'm seeing a light that's going by or I'm hearing noises and telling my husband, I swear someone's in the house and I'm a vivid sleeper. Um, but so I sleep with an eye mask because I like it to be dark. But when I wake up, I want it to be light. Um, I am not one who wants to get up in darkness because I walk into things. I get up in the middle of the night and I stub my toe on the bed or I walk into the door frame or any number of things have happened in the sleep. But I like it to be light. I want to, wa I want to wake up into the light. Um, in this passage, God's people were walking around in darkness. They were trying to stumble their way through life. But now cue the light because Jesus entered the scene. Christmas is Christmas because of the birth of Jesus. There's hope now for these people because Jesus was born. Advent is about bringing bright hope for the future. It's about love for mankind. We've been talking about all these candles that are lit here. It's about joy. And one of the things about joy is that joy is not necessarily an emotional feeling. Sometimes joy is a choice. Because sometimes we don't just wake up in the morning and think, oh, happy day. If you wake up like that every day, you and I need to talk because I need some lessons in life from you. But that doesn't happen every day for a lot of us. It's a choice to say, you know what? I choose joy today. I choose joy in whatever my circumstance is. And so Advent is that feeling of joy. And it's, it's about peace. Peace in whatever our circumstances are. Again, another th hard thing for us sometimes. But God says, my peace I give you. Advent is the beginning of something new. It's the ushering in of the one who put on that flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. For many of us, the Christmas season is a crazy season of, let's see, parties, plays, long lines, white elephant exchanges, gift wrapping, 
gift opening, family gatherings, and the list goes on and on and on. Shipping packages, receiving packages. The Ussery family has received more packages this season than they've ever received in their life because the Selvages had all their packages shipped to the Ussery's house. But it's, it's about giving and receiving and, and just go, 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 go. For some of us, it starts even right before Thanksgiving, and it's just nonstop. And what we find is that um, for many of us, we are, we're done. But the thing is that, that we need to shift our thinking a little bit is it's just beginning. It didn't just end on Wednesday at the, after the last present was opened. That's just the beginning because Jesus has entered the, the scene to change the way that we do life. And so when, we, when Christmas ends, it's not the ending, it's the beginning of something new. It's saying, God, this is a new opportunity, another year for you to do life through me. Your 2019 might have been an amazing year. You might be able to stand up here and testify. If I was to carry a microphone around and say, tell me about your year, some of you could stand up and say, God is so good. God did this in my life this year. God blessed us with this this year. And you might have just stories to tell. You could stand up and, and turn to the person who didn't have that kind of a 2019 and say, God's gonna carry you through this. You might be able to share about some amazing joy or an enemy in your life that was destroyed or peace that you had in the midst of a circumstance. Some of you might be in this room and you might be thinking, you're the one who's walking in that darkness that, that the first verse says. It says, um, the people were walking in darkness having seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness. That might be you. You're walking in that darkness right now. And you need the light to break through into your life. You need that wonderful counselor because you need the advice of, of Christ in your life. You need that mighty God because you need the strength of Jesus in your life right now. You need that everlasting father who's gonna outlast that circumstance that you just are not sure how you're gonna survive. And you need that prince of peace to break into your life in 2019. Each of us is gonna see 2019 differently when we look back over the year. The great thing about the body of Christ is that if your year, if your 2019 looked bleak, there's people around you who didn't have that bleak year and they're gonna stand here. Will you come up here just a second? This is fun, I get to do this kind of stuff to him after all these years. If, so you're, let's say Jeremy's year is the bleak year and my year was the good year. I can stand here and, and, and grab his hand and walk beside him as the body of Christ and say, we've got this, we can do this together. That's what the body of Christ is. Because then what's gonna happen is my year next year might not be that year. My year might be the bleak year and his is the good year. And then what does he do? He grabs hold and he says, we've got this, we can do this together. That's, look around you in this room. Look around right now, I give you permission. Just turn around, look behind you. This is the body of Christ. These are the people who are supposed to help you and carry you through those bleak moments and who are supposed to encourage you when things struggle. And so my challenge to you right now, and this is, this is extra, not even in my notes, but if you don't know the faces around this room, 2020 is a year to get to know them. Because I'm gonna tell you this, you're all gonna be invited to our house in the coming year and you might be invited with people in this room that you don't know. My hope is that you are. Because by the end of 2020, I want us to be able to stand in this room and say, I met people this year that I never knew. 
or I learned a story that I never knew this year. Because we need to learn each other's stories so that we can encourage each other through life. So as we do that, um, you know, Jesus came to be our hero. He came as our hope, our knight in shining armor, our light in our darkness. He wants us to carry on what he started though. He wants us to offer his hope and his love and his joy and his peace to people who are desperate for that. I was looking around yesterday a little bit at some 2019 year in review videos. And we're gonna watch one here for just a minute, but I want you to look at this and, and see what does it look like to be a hero? Rescue trampoline. The first to run a marathon in under two hours. We have seen what we thought was unseeable. A relay of dogs will leave blind runner Tom Panic across the finish line. Nicolas Maut lost in the French Open, but then his seven-year-old son ran onto the cart to give his dad a big hug. Her and her sister have been heroes for many little girls out there. I will think my amazing mom. She's my hero. Exactly what I was thinking. When you are free to be you, it is the best feeling in the world. He is the Sully Sullenberger of pizza. My family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. We know deep down what's right and what's needed. I'm gonna fight this. Who says I can't? Nobody! Here it comes. Never been done in competition. The category is love, y'all, love! Use your heart, your courage and vision to fix, to heal, to empathize, to connect. Because living life for something bigger than yourself is a hero's journey. Living life for something bigger than yourself is a hero's journey. So what does that mean for us as Christians? Jesus is that hero that people are looking for, whether they know it or not. He's that person that they search for. They try and fill that void with all sorts of things. Look at the video, all sorts of things. We look for heroes in, in athletes, in actors, in actresses, in movies, in everybody loves a good hero movie. Raise your hand in here if you love a good hero movie. Yeah, there's a lot of you. We love a good hero story. In verse four it says, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. God, through the birth of Jesus Christ, wants to lift the burdens of people. He wants them to stop searching for other things and turn to him. God wants to use you and I 
to remind people of who he is and what he can do for them. He wants to use you to become a hero of the faith. I love to read about the heroes of the faith in the Bible. Read it, it's full of them. I want my life to be a small glimpse of the way that they have lived. Sometimes in order to move forward, we have to leave something behind. Sometimes we have to come to terms with how things are and maybe say, okay God, this isn't leaving my life. This is the way that this is gonna be. But if this is the way that this is gonna be, then I need you to carry me through this because I can't do it on my own. Sometimes we have to stop and praise God for what he's brought us through and say, Lord, thank you for that. In the midst of it, I didn't see the light, but now I do. Or, God, you brought me such joy through the birth of this new family member or the birth of this new child. Um, There's so many things that we can praise God. As simple as, God, thank you for that beautiful sunrise. We've seen a few of those since we've been here. Some sunsets, oh my word, beautiful. Stop, God, I praise you for that. I thank you for that. Those kinds of things, those praises, those are the things that instill that joy, that that choice to choose joy, that's what instills that joy in us. I I have balloons up here today, and boy, we had quite the story to get these balloons here this morning. Thank you, Jace. Um, Okay. So I like helium balloons, not to suck the air out of them, but... I like helium balloons. Normally, they're a lot bigger than this, but this is what we get this morning. Um, In June, yeah, June, July, we had a situation happen at our church in Michigan that was, it's one of those moments in ministry where pastors go, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. And it kind of rocked our world. It rocked our church a little bit. It kind of rocked our church a lot in some ways. And we found ourselves going, God, how do, we, how do we navigate life with this family who finds themselves in the midst of this struggle? This family has four children, two of them, one of them's a teenager. And just before we left, I sat down um, with this young lady. I took her, actually took her out for an afternoon. We went and grabbed a Coke, and we went and grabbed um, a couple helium balloons, and we headed out to the park. Um, This is an activity that I have done since I was a child. We used to do balloon launches um, in kids' church, and we would put our address in them and say, if you found it, mail it back and tell us where it went. And so then we would see how far the balloons went all over the country. Anyway, so I loved, I've always loved balloons and balloon releasing. So I took this young lady to the park. I was trying to think of how can I relate to her because I don't understand where she is. I have never walked in her shoes. But I wanted her to know that someone is there to hear her. And so we talked and I said, um, I want you to, I, I wanna do something with you. And she said, okay. I said, I want, we're gonna take this balloon and we're gonna write on this balloon. We're gonna write some things. I said, first thing I want you to do is I want you to write some things that, that you thank God for. And thank God for my family. Thank God for my siblings. You know, I think, and so we wrote some things down there. We both wrote some things on it, things that we're thankful for. And I said, okay, now I want you to take that balloon and I want you to write on that balloon the things right now that you're struggling with. The things that you would say, God, I don't understand this. 
because in her 13-year-old mind, she can't wrap her mind around this. She can't begin to understand why her dad made the choice that he did. And so I said, I want you to write those things down on that, on that balloon. What is it? And so she began to write, and she began to t- cry, and she began just to, to release it as she wrote that. And I said, there's no magic in this balloon. There's nothing special about this, but when we're done with this balloon, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get out of the car and we're gonna stand there, we're gonna pray, and we're just gonna say, God, in this act of letting go of this balloon, I'm giving you praises and I'm giving you my prayers, the things that I don't know how to handle, and I'm gonna let them go and I'm gonna give them up to you and say, God, I need you to work in this because I don't know what to do. And so we wrote all over that balloon so I did it again this morning. I wrote things from my year that, that have needed prayers. A kid graduating from high school. That was a first for the Selvage family. Grieving. My dad died just a year and a half ago. Still grieving. Still miss him like crazy. Each holiday brings something new or some fresh memory that I miss. School stress. Amen. It was a tough year. It was tough to take a class in the middle of moving. I don't know if you know this, but I started a class the day we moved here. And I completed it last Friday. It was a stressful session. <laughs> um, moving is stressful, especially when you move into a hotel. Sending a kid to college. There's no handbook on how to do that right, people. No one prepares you for that for the dynamics and the way that it changes your family. I didn't get time to write this one on here, but we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And we're gonna summarize it this way. Jace turned 16. <sighs> Letting your kid drive away in a car is terrifying. It's terrifying. I don't know, I, I don't know. I still like have moments where I'm like, God, I gotta give this one to you because I'm letting him go do something, you know. It's just, it's crazy. Um, all right, Rye, that's Rylan. New school. He left his friends. He started in a new building with people he didn't know. That breaks a mama's heart when, it, when you walk into a new building and you just, he's been brave. He's been so good walking into that school comes home telling us every day about some new kid who's talked to him or some girl that wants to know his name. Um, but to navigate that with him. You know, those are the things, those are the things in my life. And then there's, there's church things and there's family things and there's, there's health issues with family members. Um, I, the list goes on, I could fill this balloon. But I have an activity that I would like each one of you to do this week. And that's this. You can do this activity however you want, but I want you to do it between now and Wednesday, the last few days of 2019. You, and I, I really would love for you to do it by yourself because I think that it, and maybe you need to do it with someone else just to have someone hear you speak some things. But I want you to write down the things that you need to leave behind in 2019. The things that you need to finally say, I cannot carry that with me anymore. And then I want you to write down the things that you praise God for. 
You know, I have, some of those things are praises. I praise God for the move. I praise God for a son who turns 16 and now can drive his brother places. I praise God for a kid who started a new school who is making new friends. I praise God for a daughter going to college learning God's path for her life. So those things that were stressors in 2019, I'm praising God for those too. So I challenge you that. Praise him and write down the things that you need to give over to him. You can, you can go get a helium balloon if you want to. You can write a journal entry. You can just have a quiet time of, of reflection without any distractions. Uh, I chuckled at this one a little bit. Maybe you need to write it and put it up as a target and shoot at it a little bit because you really need to let go of it. I'm not lying if I say that we've maybe done that a few times in our household. Um, write a note and, and burn it in the fire somewhere. Mail a letter to someone. Whatever it is, you just choose that method this week. And just say, God, I am actively going to say, here are the things that I want to leave in 2019. Here are the things that I praise you for in 2019. And God, here is what I need to say. I'm giving it over to you. Because I want to, I want to start 2020 ready. I want to start 2020 ready to share your hope and your love and your joy and your peace with others. And I can't do that if all these things are dragging me down. And so God, I'm going to give these things to you. So as we close this morning, I want you to bow your heads. And close your eyes. How many of you in this room right now would say, I have things that I need to leave in 2019? Would you raise your hands? There's a whole lot of you. Thank you. How many of you would say, I have some amazing things to praise God for from 2019? Would you raise your hands? Even more of you. You can put your hands down. How many of you would say, there are things in my life that I need to release to God because I try to hold on to them, but I need to give them over so that I can live fully for him? Would you raise your hands? Again, a whole lot. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you see these hands in this room this morning. You see the ones who are, are there are things that they are just ready to leave behind in this year. They're ready to be done with 2019 for those things to be over with. God, you see the hands of those who say, I have many things to praise the Lord for this year. God, we do praise you for those things. And we thank you for those. And Lord, you see the hands of those who say, I have some things in my life that I have got to give over to the Lord because I can't carry them on my own anymore. So Jesus, for those people, I pray that they would actively choose to open their hands every day and say, I'm letting it go. I'm giving it to you. God, you are so good. And you sent your son into this world so that we could do life differently. God, 2020 is a year of vision. And it's a, it's a, a monumental year. And Lord, I just pray that this would be a year where we would have your vision 
and your heart for our families, for our neighbors, for our church, for our city, for our workplaces, for our schools. Help us to lay our burdens down so that we can do that which you've called us to do. We are so grateful and we are so blessed. And so this morning, we give you praise. In your name, amen. Stand with me this morning. <coughs> this morning, as we go from this place, I pray that the Lord would continue to bless you, that the thing that you're holding out hope for, that he would answer it. That if he doesn't answer it the way that you think he would, that he would give you peace in the midst of it. And that he would reveal himself to you, even in these last couple days of 2019, in a way that you never dreamt that he could. May God do a new work in the lives in this room from the very youngest to the very oldest. Because we are never too old to have God working in our lives. And we are never too young to have him do an amazing work either. 